0: Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses and decide, is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm here, Stan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played
1: Castlevania II, Simon's Quest for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Castlevania II is a twist on Bram Stoker's classic 1897 novel, Dracula. One of the main themes of that novel is a conflict between modernity and the ancient world. The book seems to suggest that no matter how advanced the modern world's technology is, there are some things, such as evil, that it cannot destroy. In Castlevania II, you learn this lesson all too well. You play as Simon Belmont, a legendary vampire slayer who seemingly banished evil from Transylvania once and for all when he defeated Dracula at the end of the first Castlevania game. Unfortunately, that evil lived on in the form of a curse that will haunt Simon day and night until he gathers up the dismembered pieces of Dracula's body, reanimates him in some sort of macabre Frankensteinian ceremony, and defeats him once again. Will Simon's new knowledge and weapons allow him to destroy Dracula for good this time or is Transylvania doomed to face an endless cycle of terror and evil?
0: That sounds like the back of the box. <laughs> it's it's quite the story. <laughs> um it man. So that the, the manual, I think, is where you get this idea, this story where this uh, Apparition or something appears to Simon Belmondo and tells him <laughs> that he's cursed. Yeah. And he's then he's cursed. like, oh, I got to go get the pieces of Dracula. Where did we put his rib? Where is his fingernail? Where is his eyeball? Where is his ring? And where is his heart? His <laughs> got, I like that <laughs> his ring is part of his body. Yeah. So, like, what, what did we do? Okay. I killed Dracula in the first game. I knocked yeah. his head off. And yeah. Then, yeah. As the speedrunners say, he turned into Cookie Monster. Okay. that's the second phase. That's what they call oh, it. Cookie okay. Monster. Um, So you, you kill the cookie monster, Dracula, and evil is banished, right? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because apparently they, they took
1: some of the parts of his bodies. Yes. And put them into mansions all around Transylvania. Correct.
0: And in a, a Legend of Zelda-esque mission where you have to go retrieve these parts, but everything guarding them is trying to kill the hero. It's a fetch quest. Uh, <laughs> Fetchster's quest. Oh. Um, yeah, in the same way that Zelda was like, I put the pieces of the Triforce in a bunch of dungeons, and now the hero's gonna die on, on this yeah, quest. Yeah, what's going trying on to with save this? the land? Like, whose mansions are these? Yeah, and who, who just had free
1: big mansions to donate to the cause of? I give my mansion to hold Dracula's nail.
0: <laughs> I give my mansion to hold Dracula's nail. On. Maybe it's the guy selling the oak stakes in the, uh, the, yeah, the mansions to, all to just... break the orb that holds Dracula's body parts.
1: That's true. Yeah, what is up with this <laughs> system? They totally just... Although they're not really trying to get money from you. They just, they want monster hearts. <laughs> Guys, the currency in this game. this cur- So last in the last episode, we talked about Castlevania 1 back in episode 73. And I was a little bit perplexed that the, the hearts you pick up didn't give you health. They were the ammunition for your sub weapons. Yes. Now in this Which game. is the case here. For some of them. For some of them. Some of your sub weapons will use hearts as ammunition in this game. But also it's the currency in Transylvania they like they yes. hate these monsters so much that like you can trade them 150 monster hearts for a new <laughs> weapon or something. But good luck finding the weapons dealer cuz they're probably hiding in a secret room somewhere.
0: <laughs> Which if you buy holy water with 50 monster hearts you, you can find unlimited unlimited holy water. Yes. You have <laughs> for the low low price of 50 monster hearts you get unlimited fire bombs with which you can break walls in this game. Yeah.
1: Which if you remember Castlevania 1, that was like the OP best weapon. Yes. Use it against everything. And now here it is. Very first le- like town of the game. They yeah. sell it to you cheaper than anything else in the entire game.
0: So <laughs> Besides the white crystal, of course. Oh, which you know, need but to man. get to the first mansion. Uh, obviously,
1: so I hope you're tracking <laughs> with all this. This is obviously making the perfect sense. You now understand a little bit of the world yes, of yes, Castlevania too. Before yeah. we get too deep into that, though, Dan, do you have any fun facts you want to share with us? I
0: do, of course. This this is game developed and published by Konami. Yeah, they were like, you know, what, people like that Castlevania game. What, yeah, so let's make another one.
1: Yeah but let's do everything completely different. <laughs>
0: <laughs> People loved
1: it so much. Let's let's do something completely different. It's kind of like the difference of like Zelda to Zelda 2. Yeah. Where it's like, wow, that was phenomenal. What if we changed everything?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't actually... So another really the only fun fact I have, other than that, besides the release date, is this game was inspired by another Konami game called Maze of Gallius. Oh, it's a classic. The yeah. Maze of Gallius. <laughs> um, I didn't actually look at footage of that game but it's like oh so this was they were like let's take the thing that everybody liked and what if we took this thing that nobody's heard of at least and i mean it I'm, was somebody literally
1: never heard of this game it's got to be somebody's okay. pet project it was probably a japanese
0: only game i'm just making stuff up now Who i don't knows? I think it might have been um it might have been like an msx game or something too like i don't i don't know but i appreciate the experimentation um, yeah, I, you got to try think, new things. I think we will touch on this later in the show. I have specific points about the experimentation okay. of this game. Um, but yeah, it was like, uh, the first game did really well. Let's uh, take the movement and whipping yeah. and attacking and try something completely different.
1: yeah. I, so that was actually going to be one of our trivia questions was, okay. I, there was this quote that I found that said, when asked if Metroid influenced the exploration action nature of Castlevania two, Simon Quest director Hitoshi Akamatsu instead cited a different game as having a major influence. And that was the, the maze
0: of Gallius. Shout out to Wikipedia, our, our friend. Wikipedia. Actually, I didn't get that from Wikipedia. I, I
1: saw that quote on Wikipedia. I'm sure. Cause you know, everybody coordinates and pulls everything to one Source and then yes. the links to other sources, but I got it from I don't know some random website
0: with trivia. Oh, interesting. Okay,
1: my other options were gonna be Maniac Mansion, Faxanadu, and the oh. magic
0: of Scheherazade. What website do you use for trivia?
1: I usually go to google.com and then I type in Castlevania 2 trivia,
0: usually for every episode.
1: Well, sometimes <laughs> I'll type in Super Mario World trivia or whatever game we're playing. Okay, and then I'll scroll through, and there's usually not a whole lot of options. Okay. For some reason, IMDb, the movie website, yes. the internet movie database, has video game trivia yeah. sometimes. Uh, I think the like GameFAQ, GameFAQ okay. yeah. frequently asked question, they have a trivia section on some of their games. So, this, I don't remember where I got this from. It was just some random, like uh, like GeoCities Angel Fighter type <laughs> looking website that somehow hasn't been taken down. CastlevaniaDungeon.net? No, no, no. It would never be something. It would be like angelfire.net backslash video games backslash Konami backslash Castlevania backslash Castlevania 2. Yeah. Backslash trivia. It would be something like ah, yes. that.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyways, the fun. So this game came out in Japan, Famicom Disk System in uh, August of 1987. And then we got it in North America uh December. 1988 and then the PAL version came out in april of 1990 wow 1990 so yeah i don't know i feel like that seems to be a recurring theme is like the pal regions got these nes games a lot later that's a lot later um if you know why that might have been if we have any historians out there like let us know if that was like a general trend or whatever they definitely seem to have higher
1: like standards like when we talk about contra and probotector like the whole they had to change all of the humans to be robots because of like they didn't want humans killing humans or whatever. So maybe yeah. it was like a, a standards board kind of thing because we didn't have the ESRB mm. in North America at the time. So maybe that sped up our process, whereas they did have some sort of standards board that maybe was slowing things down.
0: Yeah, I didn't read about any differences, at least on the Wikipedia page, which was the extent of my research. Um about any version differences between the uh, North American, Japanese, and the uh, PAL versions. I think but,
1: the only thing I noticed was on the disk system, obviously, since it's a, a floppy disk kind of thing, they had the ability to save. That's whereas right. Whereas yeah. in, in the North American and PAL versions, you use a password system. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but other than that, I, don't, I didn't see any, like... Uh, sometimes the Japanese have like more generous continue systems or live systems Yeah, or the games have like the Japanese version of Castlevania has an easy mode. If I recall correctly. Yeah, yep. We did talk um, about that. And I think I tried it out after we recorded that Castlevania
1: episode and I was like, yeah,
0: this is, I like this.
1: Yeah. This is fun. If you ever want to try the Japanese versions, the Japanese versions of most of the 8 bit and 16 bit versions are all on the Castlevania collection, the Konami mm-hmm. Castlevania collection yep. on switching i think it's on the other
0: systems also <laughs> the, who the, cares the other about ones, the other systems? The other ones, those other yes. guys probably also have it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if they can run it i don't know if the ps4 can run castlevania games some heavy lifting there yeah jordan are you ready to move into what this game does well sure all right let's let's get into it So, Jordan, this game, there's, okay, before we, before, like, we, okay. I need to prepare myself. (laughs) Well, There's got to be something
1: I can say about this
0: game. (laughs) I have to put a lot of caveats out there because my first point is fairly general, and there are going to be a lot of criticisms of this game. Okay. So, I am putting the umbrella uh, around this game uh, on my first point, which says, the game is fun to play, especially when you get powered up. Like, The moment to moment, like walking around, whipping enemies, getting cool weapons, like it's a fun game, generally speaking. The exploration, um, I like, there's something about this game. I don't know that I can necessarily articulate what it is. Yeah. But there's something about this game that I liked playing it for the most part.
1: Okay, so I'm right there with you. <laughs> I'm, this isn't the first thing on my list, but th- this game has an indescribable quality, which I think is kind of what you're coming up against here. not
0: say Isn't that what they call that? I don't Something know. I don't, really... speak, uh,
1: Cana- <laughs> I don't speak Canadian. Um, <laughs> I have almost nothing nice to say about this game, but <laughs> but it's weird because I still enjoyed playing it. Yeah. And not just I enjoyed playing it, it, the game doesn't reward you in any way. Like, even when you beat the game, like, it it, it doesn't feel great but I still kept wanting to come back and play it yeah which doesn't always happen like a lot of times I have to force myself to finish the games because yeah. you guys know if you've been listening to this <laughs> podcast that's just who I am but I kept wanting to come back and play this game and I don't know why I don't know why it like there's something about this game it's an indescribable quality you can't quite put a finger on it but there is something about this game that makes it worth playing
0: Yeah, it's, like, so further on the, like, the game is fun, like, I have some, like, sub points, and I have, like, you get weapon upgrades, and there's, like, a good amount of items, and, like, using the parts of Dracula for utility, like, his rib turns into a shield, which is, like, I mean, okay, you know, one of the things that we do on this show, sometimes talk about how weird these games are. Yeah, yeah. Which is totally weird that, like, the sprite is clearly holding a shield, but it's Dracula's rib. Well, it's magic, vampire magic vampire like how big of how wide is that rib that you're holding a rib in front of you and blocking these fireballs no you misunderstand dan you have a
1: rib it's a magical vampire rib it's just on your person you're not using it as the shield it creates a magical shield in front of you when you're not moving you that no or when you're not attacking it's just a magic. It's magic, Dan. It's the same when you use his eyeball. You're not actually no. taking directly his eyeball and putting it into your eyeball socket. You are now have the magical ability of the vampire to see through certain walls, but only certain walls. See,
0: I like, um, I like what you're saying in theory. Okay. The problem is the game makes you select one item at a time. They're not passive upgrades. Yeah. That's. Yeah. We'll get there. I mean, so I'm just saying your logic falls apart. When it's like, I have to select the rib from my inventory well, to hold, use you gotta, it. Maybe you only get the magic when you're holding said body part. <laughs> so in one hand, you've got a whip. In the other hand, you've got a rib. Yeah. And it's just like shielding you, but your shield, you, the shield goes down when you swing one arm instead of...
1: Yeah, Dan, obviously, because <laughs> the shield
0: has to go down. It's blocking you. If it didn't go down, you wouldn't be able to attack your enemies. This is just basic, obvious stuff. <sighs> Anyways, I like that it made the game more fun. That the some of the parts that I was collecting like made the game play differently. Yeah, some of them did stuff and you could tell what they did, and some of them you
1: had no idea what they did, and some of them didn't seem to do anything.
0: Here, creepy boatman, I have this heart. Yeah,
1: (laughs) well, that kind of makes sense though, because you're in a world where monster hearts are the currency, (laughs) and now all of a sudden you have the heart of all monster hearts. You're not even going to let him have it. You're just going to let him see it. And that's enough. <laughs> that's enough for him to take you to the secret <laughs> castle area.
0: <laughs> uh, are you familiar with the the merchant from Resident Evil 4? The what are you buying? Like I imagine the boat guy is the what are you buying guy from... And he's just like, I have a heart of Dracula. That's, oh, that's I'll take, the... I'll take you to a good place. <laughs>
1: that's the cat who has wares. Wha- he's, he's a cat person. He has wares to buy. <laughs> If it's a a modern PlayStation or Xbox game, I probably have only experienced it through memes on the internet that I didn't understand.
0: (laughs) That makes sense. Uh, Jordan, my next point, this game probably has a top 10 NES soundtrack. The music in this game is so good
1: dan for the longest time the only point that i had under what this game does well is that the music is phenomenal but, I think, yes <laughs> i think it fits the game perfectly sometimes yeah. we talk about games that have music that doesn't quite fit the genre yeah and this one it's like i feel like a legendary vampire hunter who's wandering around transylvania when that music is on and then it, night shows up and boom here's a different yeah. soundtrack and it fits perfectly i <sighs> walk into uh, a, a dungeon a mansion and boom <laughs> here's a new
0: song and it's like ooh the, it just got
1: amped up a yeah. little bit
0: it's so good yeah. so good. the only music in this game where I wasn't like oh man was like the Dracula music it was like the ending of the game oh, I was okay. like okay I mean this isn't this doesn't sound as good as the rest of the soundtrack but the, the soundtrack is like the credits or the actual Dracula fight like when you're uh, so you walk across like there's the pillars and you gotta navigate Dracula's weird hallways where you're falling down um, like a pachinko machine or something i don't even know what pachinko machines look like um and it's playing you you have the music that's like you're about to go fight dracula there's no monsters here oh yeah um
1: dracula okay so
0: in the final in
1: <laughs> in castle castlevania. i like to think that it's called castlevania it is called is his castle yes. called castlevania yes okay i like that so when you're uh, in the castlevania yes yeah that whole section is a little weird yes I at first, I was like, "This, this is dumb that there's no monsters in this last castle." But then I realized, in you know why there's no monsters in that castle? We killed them all in the first game. Uh, well, it didn't really look. <laughs> we got the lore. We got the lore. It makes perfect sense that <laughs> <Can't-> <laughs> there's not going to be any monsters in there because we killed them all. Can't quite say
0: that this castle reminded me very much of his his castle in the first one.
1: No, but- I I've seen, and this is not this is. I'm not being over-exaggerating or facetious here. I really
0: hope you're about to do like a Zelda timeline thing with Castlevania. No, I'm
1: not. (laughs) I'm going to do something much worse. I have literally seen elementary students design better levels in Mario Maker. (laughs) Like, this is the most basic slapdash dungeon that was ever put together. There's exactly one little puzzle that you have to figure out, and it's jumping over a wall. And that's it. And then you're, you, it's literally like three platforms. You jump over a wall, and then here's Dracula.
0: Jordan, uh, we're talking about what the game does well.
1: Oh, I know. I know. I actually like the fact that there's no monsters and that it's, it's really basic because at first I was mad about it. And then I realized as a person who gets really invested into the lore and story of franchises
0: and individual games, I like that there are no monsters there because we kill them all. <laughs> right. Which transitions nicely into another point that I have is that the game didn't end with a stupid difficulty spike. No. One of my pet peeves. Actually the opposite. Yeah. One it's, of my pet peeves in games are like, uh, you get to the end of the game. You're going to beat oh, we're going to make the game really, really, really hard and annoying all of a sudden, and we're going to taint your experience with this really nasty difficulty spike.
1: Yeah, go Not see here. our last episode when it took 40 minutes to beat the final boss of Super Mario RPG.
0: Um, I don't remember having a bad taste in my mouth after that one, but well, I don't you know. know. If you do you. Whatever, man. Yeah. You wouldn't even know. You didn't even fight Smithy. So. I watched it on YouTube.
1: <laughs> Always. Listen, this is the thing. If there's, you know, a lot of games have a difficulty spike. Yes. This game would have what's more called a difficulty waterfall or a difficulty clip where <laughs> you get to the end and all of a sudden it's the easiest part of the game.
0: <laughs> Which transitions into the, the the another point that I have, Jordan. Multiple endings. Yeah, I mean, this game, so they were like, let's make an RPG out of Castlevania, basically. And then you get, there's like three endings in this game. And depending on, I think the time it takes you to beat the game gives you the different endings. So I like that that feels, um, I don't know. I mean, 1987 is when this one came out. So I don't know. If it was like ahead of its time, but it kind of feels like a pretty progressive uh, NES game for some of the things that it was doing, some of the systems and what, and whatnot. So I like that multiple endings is another one of those things where I'm like, ah, I like that that exists. I, I'm glad that you feel that way. You don't feel that way. You're just like, yeah, okay. You know what, okay. though?
1: Here's Here's the thing. As I was putting together my list, I, I realized something. And I actually went back and listened to our last episode to see what were some of our critiques of Castlevania 1. Because mm. I, I felt like I was maybe being a little bit unfair to this game because I had such a good experience with Castlevania 1. And yeah. I was having trouble. Like, like I said, I was enjoying this game, but I was having trouble understanding why. Yeah. And then I realized that there are actually some things that this game does better than the first game. yeah Two big things stand out. The first thing has to be we had a big problem with the stairs in Castlevania 1, yeah. where if you walk out onto a, a downward staircase, you just fall through it. Yeah. And they fix that in this game. Where, oh, yeah. There's, yeah. like, platforms.
0: You can't, there's you, no, like, floating stairs. Well,
1: you don't have to, like, yeah, you don't have to, like, hold the down button or hold the up button t- uh, to risk falling through staircases. Oh,
0: which I didn't I, even notice that.
1: Yeah. Well, I went back and played a little bit of Castlevania 1 as I was listening to that episode, and I realized instantly, I was like, oh, I'm doing the annoying thing that we both hated where you fall through the stairs and I didn't have that experience in Castlevania 2. Yeah, too. that's a good point. So that was a better thing. They, they learned yeah. their lesson a little bit. It's not totally fixed, I realized, because I went and played all of the Castlevania games on the collection just to like try to get a point of reference. The whole stairs thing isn't totally fixed until the Super Nintendo Castlevania 4 yeah. when they finally fixed it where you can just press to the side and go up or down stairs like a normal oh, yeah. video game should work. Uh, another thing is the weapon upgrades in this game are permanent Yes, which is not true in Castlevania One. If you die, you oh, go back to right, the yeah. worst whip. And in this game, once you buy a better whip or a yeah. whatever Morning Star or Flame Chain thing, once you have it, you have it. No matter how many times you die, which once is you get great. the
0: Flame Chain, it's game over. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I think even like the toughest monsters are like two hit kills. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The game gets fun once you get upgraded. Yeah. Especially when you're like, I restarted it last night. And I was like, let me let me just try to, I had an experience with this game. Let me go try to, now that I understand everything, let me try to re-experience it. And yeah. I had the Leather Whip and I was like, oh man, yeah. I don't want to grind out upgrades right now. I think I'm just going to not play this anymore. It's funny
1: though, because in, in Castlevania 1, Castlevania 3, 4, Bloodlines, all the ones I played, even the Game Boy ones. You have the leather whip, and then instantly in the first le- uh, first level, whenever you hit anything, like the first thing you destroy gives you a better whip. Yeah. So no other game forces you to be stuck with that crappy whip for any period of time. Yeah. And in this game, you're stuck with it. I I was stuck with it until like the third out of five mansions. Yeah. And so um, partially because I didn't know that you could buy better whips, partially because the game doesn't <laughs> tell you that there are other whips, so uh kind of my fault kind of the game's fault
0: yeah uh jordan another point that i have that the game did well i like the idea of the day night cycle <laughs> I, I like i like the so at first it was like oh man cool a day night cycle yeah
1: and then it each, keeps happening yeah over I, and over I think And you have to sit there for 15 seconds while the text comes and then it slowly fades and unfades
0: uh, I, was, I was streaming some of this game and I was like, how long is the day night cycle? Shout out to, to SNES's life, SNES life and Emo Fergie for saying it's five uh, minutes. Five minutes right? Yeah, five, five minutes. minutes. Um, so, after when you want to go um, to a town to heal and it's the nighttime, Ooh. you can't go into buildings and go to the, to the church to heal um, until you wait five minutes. Yep. So, it's like. And enemies become stronger and a bunch of things that we'll get into in a little bit. Zombies come out in Um, the the towns. Yeah, so it's like, I like the idea. I like that there's a day-night cycle here. I kind of like the idea of the monsters getting stronger and all that stuff. I just wish it didn't interfere as much with. What I'm trying to do sometimes. Yeah. Um, I
1: didn't care. I didn't, it didn't bother me. I kind of liked it when I was like out just like traveling through areas because, yeah, often you would get more hearts during yeah. night. And so it was a good time to farm money basically. Yes. But it was a bummer when you go into a town, it's like, I need to go into this shop or I need to go into the church and you couldn't. Yeah. But, uh, cause, and there's these zombies running around. I found out if you just go stand on the stairs, nothing can hurt you and you can just stand there for yeah. five minutes. Uh, not the most thrilling gameplay to just stand there for five minutes while you wait for the church to open, but, uh, not the
0: worst thing ever, I guess. Yeah. And sort of, uh, that's okay. The last point I have is kind of like the first point, which is like, this is on my list of the last point thing. This weird, uh, this feels like the seed of something great. This, yeah. this game, there's like, uh, you've got the day-night cycle. You've got a huge map. You've got these RPG systems. You've got like, you know, because you're leveling up as you when you collect hearts, your XP goes up based on what level you are. Certain enemies will help you level up. So uh, there's like a lot of um, this the idea of this game is 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 like the rough draft of something great. Yeah, which would later be probably a little game that most of you have heard of called Symphony of the Night. I did hear Um, that they
1: were inspired by this
0: Castlevania 2. So, and that game is important and and phenomenal. And expensive. And expensive. It's
1: mostly important and phenomenal because it's so expensive. No one would probably care about it. Actually, nobody did care about it when it came out at first. Precisely.
0: It, but um yeah this game is you know it's it's the rough draft of symphony of the night which is really interesting to see in a game from 1987
1: yeah i I, i'm interested to see that you put that in what the game does well because i put the exact same point in what the game does poorly Uh, (laughs) i said it feels more like a proof of concept than an actual game okay and it yeah there's times when it, it feels like a tech demo where it's like, here are some ideas that we wanna like further explore yeah. in a future game. And that's why the game doesn't explain anything and why it's so confusing yeah. and why you often have no clue what you're supposed to be doing. Because it's just a tech demo, don't worry about it. <laughs> and so like the like you see that and as a as a person who uh, you know, you have a degree in game development and like you like that side of things. So I think that that's a pro to you. As a person who um, plays games, i see that as a this is why did you sell this as a full price game when this is obviously <laughs> just somebody's like rough draft
0: that never should have left the studio? Oh man, I think that's a great place maybe to transition. I think what so. The yeah, game doesn't do for so sure. Well. <gasps>
1: One of the worst things about this game is that it often feels like a wild goose chase. <laughs> and I have a whole bunch of things that kind of fall under this. mostly
0: feels like a wild goose chase.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that, that could have made this so much better. Like you think about what is the big difference between like this and, and Super Metroid?
0: You didn't want to put your head in the wall at Deborah's Cliff.
1: Yeah. Or have any idea that you were <laughs> supposed to do that. Like there's no map. There's nothing that like tells you what makes certain items or certain areas accessible. Like you, you, there's a lot of times that you need an item to make an area accessible and you just have no clue what that is until yeah. you accidentally pick it up and then go back there. The NPCs are the opposite of helpful. Like they <laughs> actually, I guess they're supposed to like lie to you. The Some idea. of them, Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you have like the Bad English translation on top of that, so you're like, is it? Am I supposed to listen to this person, or are they like supposed to be obviously misleading me? Yeah. Um, the whole health slash currency, slash experience. We didn't even mention the hearts aren't just um, currency and ammunition. They're also
0: experience points. Yeah, I, I mentioned it. Oh, did you? Briefly. Okay. Yeah, so it, it's, a, it's a three. All right, maybe I didn't mention. All right, whatever.
1: The hearts have three functions, none of which are what you think a heart would do.
0: I have that on my list of what this game doesn't do yeah. well is, is the, the heart's multiple functions as like this just you should have separated these systems because yeah it doesn't make sense that they're 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 your ammo they're your money and they're your experience points experience points you should get from killing enemies not just killing enemies that drop hearts that's weird yeah and then the way that the leveling system works where the higher level you get the lower level enemies don't their hearts don't give you XP anymore. Yeah, they only
1: give you ammo slash currency. So
0: the, you have to fight harder enemies to keep leveling up, which I mean I get the logic behind. Fine. But nothing tells you any but of that. But nothing tells you any of that. Just your experience uh, points going up or not going up when you pick up hearts. Which You have to go into a sub-menu to check. <laughs> so there's, just, <laughs> there's
1: a lot of stuff here where you have all these systems that aren't intuitive at all. Yes. Um, and- it's just even even basic things. This being a wild goose chase, basic things like I want to go buy a new whip. I want to go buy something, anything. You walk into a shop, they're all empty. Every single town you have these doors, you walk in and they're empty. Why are they empty? Well, apparently you're supposed to know that you're supposed to throw holy water slash fire bombs uh, everywhere. Yeah. And these shops will have hidden walls or hidden floors. And then if you go behind the hidden wall or floor, then there'll yes. be a shopkeeper. Worst Worst business plan in the history of the world. You want to sell stuff, but you're hiding underneath the floor
0: or in the wall. What are you, what are you doing? So there's nothing more obvious to me, Jordan, that to move a stone brick, you would light it on fire with water, fiery water. Yeah. Holy water. It's, it's like, it's like a Molotov cocktail, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Why does the holy water break walls? I don't. I, I don't understand. They're evil this. walls, Dan. Why are the walls in every shop? I I genuinely don't understand. No, me neither. Why all of the shops? You walk into an empty room, and you're just supposed to either throw it through the floor. Like what? Like why is this business owner hiding in these rooms? Like why? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Can we just get like Castlevania One doors? Maybe. Not only. I that. don't know.
1: Not only that. So you have you have in the towns the shopkeepers who are hiding behind walls or under floors. Then the only other people you can buy stuff from in the game are the guys who sell pieces of wood, which you can get everywhere. There's dead trees everywhere. These guys selling pieces of wood, and they're behind mountains of enemies in these mansions. It's yeah. like nobody knows how to run a proper business in Transylvania.
0: <laughs> so, Talk about what the game doesn't do well.
1: Yeah. It's just it's a wild goose chase. Even basic things that you want to be able to find, you can't. Uh, we talked about the items. Yeah, you have all these items that you pick up, and they do some cool stuff, which you would never know because it doesn't tell you. Unless maybe you maybe if you read the manual, does it tell you these things? No, I No, it on the doesn't.
0: Internet. It not really. Yeah, um, and wh-
1: none of them are passive. These should all be passive items. Oh,
0: tell me about you it. You have that, to have them equipped. That transitions into my first point is like some of these items are really obtuse, and they don't tell you nearly enough. No. So, I beat the first mansion. I'm wandering around the world. I'm leveling up. I'm grinding. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm talking to the river man. I go, I I talk to the guy. I get the blue crystal. Okay, great. I'm trying to figure out where's Mansion 2? Where is Mansion 2? I talk to another guy. I have the red crystal now. Okay, I'm going to need that. I know that's a thing I need in the future. I've heard about this game. Yeah. What does the blue crystal do, Jordan? The blue crystal... If you well, if you don't know, what is it, what? What, oh. would you, what would you think the blue crystal would do? The first, okay, so the the first, white, the white crystal, crystal
1: opened a mansion door. It didn't open a mansion door. Well, it let me get to the mansion.
0: No, the white no? crystal. You so you. It's the very first item in the game. Yeah, and I just I know this because it's in my memory. The white crystal. There's an invisible platform in the first mansion that if you don't have the white crystal active, you can't see the platform that's scrolling up and down as soon as you walk into the first mansion.
1: Oh, so it's kind of. It kind of lets you in the mansion, but you could do without it.
0: You could, and if you l- guessed lucky, you can get on that platform. I've done it as a kid.
1: "Guess Lucky" is my favorite Pharrell song, <laughs> featuring Daft Punk, or the other way around.
0: <laughs> so the white crystal lets you see certain platforms. So what would okay. you? Okay,
1: all right. So then the red one maybe would, or you think the blue it's one the blue would blonde. maybe let you walk on water? Maybe. I mean, I have no idea. What do you this think? just a guess. Well I, well, I know what it is because I've played and beaten the game.
0: Yeah, so as I was, so I wandered around this whole game, had like, I think I had gotten the Morning Star Whip maybe at this point, maybe not, and I got the Red Crystal and I'm like, where is Mansion 2? I have to look this up now because yeah. I was trying to play this game without looking stuff up because yeah, it's like, you're a glutton for punishment. You've heard about Castlevania 2. It's a notorious game where it's like, it's this confusing thing.
1: I had never heard about it until we said we were going to play it and then people were talking about it on Discord and so I knew, they said right off the bat, like, don't. Don't try to like stick it out. Like, you have to look up stuff. Yeah. And so, I never even bothered. Like,
0: I looked up a map right away. Yeah. So, I, I look up a guide. Shout out to CastlevaniaDungeon.net. Um, turns out the blue crystal lets you see beneath lakes. See beneath lakes, okay. which is not what it lets you do.
1: Y- well, it, you can crouch down next to a lake and then the screen will scroll down after a while.
0: Right now, if you knew. That the blue crystal lets you see beneath the lake. Like, what would you... How do you think you would do it? Go and... Go maybe press up B like everything else? Oh, because you're
1: saying to use items, it's normally up and B.
0: So, or to the white crystal just does what it does passively. You activate it. It's... And then you see the platforms because you've got the white crystal activated. Okay. No, to use the the blue and the red crystal, you have to duck for five seconds. In very specific places. In... You would think you you would. (laughs) That was like a
1: solid five seconds of flabbergastedness.
0: Well, you would think that, like, if you're trying to figure this game out and oh, you press down to, like, see below the body of water. You would think that was like when you got the crystal and you're standing in the right spot, you press down and it does the thing. Yeah. Five seconds is a really long time to hold a button. You're going to give up by the time. Like, even if you're in the right spot doing the right thing, you're going to be like, am I doing the right thing? Because it's so long before it activates.
1: Yeah. The, The map that I was looking at had some, like, things called out on it where you were supposed to use specific items. And they had another body of water that you could kneel down next to and it was supposed to refill your health. And I could never get that to really? work. Really? Yeah, with the blue crystal. You're supposed to kneel down next to it and it refills your health. Maybe I didn't at that time know that you had to have it equipped, so maybe I didn't have it equipped or something. But I couldn't uh, get it I couldn't get it to work. So maybe it also does something else to other bodies of water. But you're right, it's not intuitive. You would never know that. Some of the townspeople like try to give you hints about things, but they're they're not useful at no, all.
0: No. No. And then of course the red crystal. Well You
1: y- go to a cliff and kneel down for five seconds and yeah. then A tornado comes and carries you to the next mansion. So
0: you walk all the way to the left, basically, as far as you can go, and you find a cliff. And then the tornado basically takes you all the way to the complete opposite side of the map. Okay. (laughs) As I was wandering around this world trying to find stuff, figure it out... I was like, "Where am I? What's going on?" I was really trying to not use a guide, but and you have to do a lot of backtracking. Like mm-hmm. they'll be like, "Okay,
1: guess what, guys? The next mansion is on the complete other side, so yep. go walk back through everything again, and then the next one will be on the complete other side again." So it's uh, that's a little obnoxious too.
0: Also, don't forget to show the Waterman Dracula's heart so you can find the third mansion. Yeah, which, which, yeah. I I was, the last mansion I beat on this game was the third mansion. I couldn't find it. You were like, he just takes you to it. I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, he takes you different places. Like, what? He takes you different places. what? Come on now. It's a little little confusing. So if you're going to play this game, just walk in knowing. You need a guide. The crystals White ones show you platforms. Blue ones get you underneath bodies of water that you look that look like they can't be crossed. The red one summons a tornado at a giant wall that you can't do anything at. And then Dracula's heart gets you to the third mansion. Yeah, that's what you need to. I think that's what you need to know to enjoy this game.
1: Pretty much. I read a review um, that was. I actually read a few reviews that were really interesting. It was people who played this game in 1987 or thereafter, as kids. And they loved it because it was like a thing with all of the people in their neighborhood and the, there's one kid who has a ninpe- Nintendo Power subscription and you can get some hints out of there and everybody yeah. else is like crowdsourcing the solutions to all these puzzles and it's this awesome community thing. Um, that's not the case anymore because nobody, Nintendo Power doesn't exist anymore and mm-hmm. you're probably the only one of your friends who's playing this game. <laughs> so you need to just make the internet your friend with a Nintendo Power yeah. subscription and don't try to beat this yourself because I don't think that... That that's not how the game was made. And if you're going to play it that way, you're going to have a really bad
0: time. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. You get it's, it's fun with a guide. Yeah. Cause without a guide, you're wandering around for like two hours. Yeah. I think my playthrough
1: was significantly shorter than yours. I got Probably. the good ending because I used I'd, a guide and didn't have to like wander. I just always knew, okay, here's where I need to go next. I didn't even know which ending I
0: got. I th- it's, what happened? It in said your something. Ending? It was gray and there was count Dracula's headstone. Okay. And then I think the text was like, Simon Belmont will be remembered forever. So I think I got the bad ending where I died.
1: There's one where you die right away. there, And that's like the medium ending. I think there's, there's an ending where Dracula lives and you die. And then there's an ending where you live for a little while and then eventually succumb to the curse and die. I don't know. So in all of them, Simon dies. So I'm not sure any of them are good endings.
0: Well, I think one of them that... I think on the Wikipedia page, it said that the one ending was like, his hand, hand comes sticks up. Through. Yeah. Even though the text is like Simon defeated Dracula forever. Yeah. No, not for, yeah. The, for yeah. all eternity or something. Or well, something yeah, but he's obviously, yeah.
1: he's a vampire. He keeps coming back.
0: Well, separating the parts. Well, he shouldn't keep coming back. They should just keep his parts separated again, right? Well, let the
1: cursed person die, and the rest of the world goes on with their life. Although, if you remember the first game in Castlevania One, uh, the the reason that Dracula came back is he was dead, and some people like poured human blood on his remains, and then he came back to life because he had died a hundred years ago. When what? you're when you're great great grandfather Christopher Belmont had killed him <laughs> who then in Castlevania 3 you're supposed to be playing as that character but now he has a different name his name isn't Christopher anymore they changed his name Trevor, Trevor Yeah, which like come on Castlevania get your lord. together I guess it's, maybe he's like Christopher Trevor Belmont and Chris goes by Trevor his, he goes by his middle name
0: no it's his name is Chris Trevor
1: <laughs> it took a while for video games to realize that anybody cared about continuity, and so they don't always care about continuity.
0: Well, they probably didn't care about continuity because the we didn't care, I don't think, much at the time. But nowadays that we're into things and things have grown, they're like, oh, man, we made a mess of this. The Legend of Zelda? What was that about?
1: <laughs> no, you that's the most most like easy-to-understand franchise ever. You just look at the timeline. It's a perfect flow from the first game to Breath of the Wild. <laughs> No prequels, no alternate dimensions, <laughs> no spin-offs, nothing. It's just a
0: straight shot. It's like a comic series or something where you relaunch the timeline and characters die, but they're never dead. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Got nothing there. Uh, Jordan, so, okay, one of the things that I try to do now is not nitpick the performance of these old games, but this one in, in the mansions when there's a bunch of enemies, this game turns into a slideshow. Um, I didn't notice it. Really? Because yeah. there were times where I was like, this game is literally moving so slow, I cannot move my character right now. But it mostly happens in the mansions when there's like a bunch of skeletons on okay. screen and stuff. I kind of like vaguely remember that,
1: but it it didn't really, that, that didn't make my list with all of the many other things.
0: Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I'm, it's not like a bad problem most of the time, but sometimes this game is just like, oh my God goodness i cannot play right now like a slideshow yeah so well that's
1: very unbranded for you so yeah well, you got people you, you're the one who's letting people know about that kind of stuff
0: all right well how about this one jordan all right the lack of bosses is kind of weird in this game
1: yeah you have you have two mini bosses and then dracula although the mini bosses are harder than dracula i would say and Not in my experience. They were all about the same difficulty. Only one of the two mini-bosses is actually required for you to beat him. You can you can run right past both of the mini-bosses, although one of them has an item that you need to get into Dracula's castle. The giant mask. Which Carmilla? Even... Oh, you mean Carmilla, the female vampire? <laughs>
0: Surely you mean okay. Carmilla. <laughs> so when I was playing this game... I was finishing it up yesterday. I was texting you like, I can't find Dracula's castle. Yeah. Can't find Dracula's castle. You're like, it's the right, right of the fifth mansion down. So I'm like, what are you You wouldn't about? Google it. So I had to Google it for you is what that was. <laughs> I, again, I was like, just really trying to not lean too much into a guide. I really wanted to see if I could figure this game out. And, uh, well, it turns out that Dracula's castle was in a place that I had been before. Yeah. But apparently to get across that bridge, you need to have all of the items. Yes. But there's no indication that Dracula's castle is like behind this bridge. Or what items you need. Or what items you need. It's just this town that nobody's in except for like there's one guy who says like something weird and super creepy to you. So like every NPC in the game. But he's like, I don't know. He's like let's live in this town together or something like this abandoned (laughs) town. It's like really weird. This guy was just trying to
1: welcome you to live in the town with him and you're calling him creepy. Not like the guy who says, get me out of here before I die or I told you not to come back here after Castlevania. It's like, did you just make a meta reference?
0: Well, he's in like this derelict town that's like got a bunch of rundown buildings and he's the only person there and he's like, we should live here together. It's like, that's kind of, I don't know. I don't know, man. Whatever, man. Some people believe in love, it, <laughs> love at first sight. I guess you're just not one of them. So anyways, turns out that Dracula's castle was back in this derelict town that I had visited hours earlier in my playthrough and not yeah. remembered how to get there. And I had just gotten stuck. Like, I couldn't move forward to the right. So I was like, all right, I'll go back and just try to find the third mansion for another two hours. Yeah. Um, and you played this game so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. I did. But, uh. Anyways, yeah, the mini bosses, like the when you fight death, he gives yeah. you the golden knife.
1: Yeah, which is it takes one heart and it's sweet. It's awesome. You can just yeah, unlock most people with it and kill everything in about two hits. It's
0: like a good version of the Castlevania knife. Yeah, which,
1: which I think was called the worst sub-weapon in Castlevania 1, and
0: then here it's Could be. one of the only sub-weapons, yeah. and it's pretty good. But then the mask, like, you don't have to fight it to get the part of Dracula. It's like in this giant boxed room where you just can walk right by it and get Dracula's part, and then you can walk back by and not even fight it.
1: But you have to fight the mask to get the, the cross, cross to get
0: into Dracula's castle because, of course, you need the cross to... Throw holy water to get it across the bridge.
1: Everybody knows that that vampires love crosses, and so you
0: can't get into their castles without one. Well, maybe, is this? Okay, so this is, Dracula is in Castlevania, right? So why would, I could understand it if he was like locked in some kind of tomb where they were like, he's behind a door that requires a cross to get in because he's sealed, but This is a problem. We have to resurrect him and kill him. Okay. But I think he's technically in Castlevania. He's in his own castle. So why would you need a cross to get into Dracula's castle? That's what I'm saying. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. <sighs> I just, I want
1: to make any sense. This is like. <laughs> just go read the book. Just go read the book and, and don't worry about the story in the game. Are
0: you talking about Dracula? Or are you talking Dra- about, yeah, the oh. book Dracula. The book's fantastic. You've the read book it. It's phenomenal. I have I've read it. it. It's, okay. It's one of my favorite books um it's really good okay it's that book gave me like a nice sense of like dread the whole time like you're just waiting for like the boogie the the boogeyman to jump out of the closet as you you would say thank you (laughs) um yeah that book has like a really interesting sense of of foreboding that i haven't experienced in a lot of other uh books or maybe ever, but anyways, um, yes, the the fight the giant mask, the the va- the, the the vampire Carmilla, Carmilla Cam- Camilla to get the cross, Car- Carmilla, Carmilla, yes, uh, as made famous by the Netflix series Castlevania. Also, um, by her stint in the NBA, Carmilla Anthony. <laughs> Apparently, she's in like a PS2 game. I, <laughs> I was a complete um. I I like Castlevania. Generally, as 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 a like a retro game fan, as a franchise, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I like I like Castlevania. Then when they introduced Carmilla in I think the second season of Castlevania, I was like, who is this? Why are they just making stuff up? And then I looked into it and I realized how ignorant I am about the lore of Castlevania. And like, I just pretend like the PS2 games and stuff don't exist. Sorry, guys. I just I don't know. But apparently, she's in Castlevania too. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I mean, I'm just dead wrong about it all. I think it's probably because you aren't as big a Castlevania fan as you think. No, I, I'm... I've never... I've, like, <laughs> I never have heard you say Castlevania is a pretty cool guy. It kills vampires and doesn't afraid of anything. Yeah. I've never heard you say that.
0: Well, you, we don't hang out all the time. Okay, well, I just, <laughs>
1: that's just a thing that us Castlevania fans tend to say. Castlevanians? Yeah, castle, Castlevanians. <laughs> All right, I have one last thing on my list here. All right. And um, it's the fact that the game is super anticlimactic. That whole, <laughs> um, what do we call that? The, the lack difficulty, of difficulty waterfall, difficulty, yes. cliff. It, it, you get to the final castle. It is completely empty, although I understand it makes sense, like, canonically. It just <laughs> isn't the best feeling when you get to the end of a game that you've been, you know, it's, it's quite the adventure. You're on Simon's Quest Yeah, usually I don't know if you've ever seen an adventure movie of some kind. You get to the (laughs) end and there's like a a real big climax. And in this game, there is no such thing. You walk in the body parts all come together. It is quite possibly the easiest boss fight in any game, which is kind of crazy because we talked about how difficult Castlevania one was (laughs) specifically how difficult some of the later bosses were and there's, you don't need to know a pattern. I, I had the golden knife. I, I got in there. I stunlocked Dracula, killed him in, like, I don't know, 10 golden knives or something. It wasn't hard at all. He didn't even move. I was like, okay, that was the cheating way to do it. That must be, like, the, the holy water from Castlevania 1. So I, I reloaded my save state, went back in, and killed him in about the same amount of time using the whip, even with him flying around the screen and throwing <laughs> out bats and all this stuff. And so it's it's very bizarre. You get the, the final end credits where no matter which one you get, like you die. Yeah. It's very strange. It's a very weird ending. It's like, all right, guys out of time, pull the plug. It's like, we haven't done anything with the last dungeon or boss or credits. It's like, don't worry about it. No one's going to get there anyway. Cause we didn't put in any clues on how to get there. <laughs>
0: they were like, all right, literally zero people have beaten the first Castlevania, but they like it. So how can we have literally zero people beat the second Castlevania? Well, let's put the crystals in the game and not tell anybody what they do. And don't worry about the Dracula fight because nobody's going to get to it anyways. We're going to make this game so obtuse and obscure that we don't even need to worry about it. Yeah, it's an interesting choice. So, So, can't wait to play Castlevania 3 and see what... uh... I actually, like, that's
1: the thing. So, after we played Castlevania 1, I was like, I can't wait to play more Castlevania. And here we are playing Castlevania 2. I... You know, I had a lot of bad things to say about it. It's weird. I still, like, kind of enjoyed playing it. Yeah. And I still want to play more Castlevania. Like, I went through the collection and played a little bit of all the Castlevania games, and I'm like, dang, I want to play more Castlevania. So this game did not harsh my vibe, as
0: they say in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jordan, I have a few more, few more things to say. Fire away. This game didn't do so well. Uh, the lack of healing items in this game is frustrating to say the least because one of the things that's really irritating about this game when you get a game over it wipes out all your experience points yeah i understand like wiping out my hearts or like punishing me for getting a game over but why wipe out my xp the xp is kind of the levels take forever to to grind up A lot of the time. And I think they're terrible. They're kind of terrible. You
1: get you, I think you you level up at 100, 150, 200, 250. I think it's like that kind of thing.
0: That's a lot of hearts. Yeah. That's a lot of hearts. But you can
1: grind them pretty fast at night.
0: Yeah, but that's. No, it takes. takes This is just
1: another product of the fact that hearts are currency, experience points, and ammo is that when they want to punish you in some way for using a continue. And the only way they can do that is by taking away all of your ammo, all of your experience
0: points and all of your currency, because they are the same thing. It's, it's, it's annoying. And it makes the, it compounds like just the, you can only heal at churches. And apparently there's a lake where you can heal. I didn't know Maybe. Um, but it's like what, so you have garlic and laurels, garlic, like sticks enemies to it. Um, and laurels let you, it also like reveals certain NPCs. Yeah. like, uh, he throw, I never he throw used garlic it. on used a it. grave and he's like hey
1: yeah well then he knows to- it's safe I can come out in the graveyard because it's not safe usually because that's where baddies hang out but if there's garlic that means at least there won't be any vampires around thank you for this garlic have this silk bag yeah which great trade honestly silk especially think about silk back then when what was this like the 1400s silk was a, a hot commodity yeah.
0: well silk I think according to the manual allows you to carry more herbs. Well, it makes sense because you yes. think about it, if you have a rough scratchy bag,
1: your herbs are gonna get stuck in the yeah. coarse fibers. But if you have <laughs> a silk bag, you're gonna be able to scoop all of the herbs out without any of them being stuck in the coarse fibers.
0: All of the laurels, which make you invincible for a few seconds.
1: Yeah, laurels, which I believe are like the like olive branch crowns that the <laughs> ce- that the Caesars wore. <laughs> so maybe that's why they wore them. Maybe that's why Caesar wore a laurel crown. Was to apparently they don't
0: protect against knives in the back though. So just know that they don't protect you for very long either. There's only about a 10 second range on uh, any particular laurel protection. Um, gotcha. Good point. Good point. So
1: it's kind of like a uh, Mario star that you can yeah keep eight of them in your inventory and use them for ten seconds at a time.
0: It's dangerous to go long take a silk bag silk
1: bag full of laurels caesar crowns (laughs) full of herbs full of little
0: caesars if you will (laughs) uh but yeah i would i would have liked for them to add like another item that i could purchase that like i don't know refills a few hearts or something maybe like a maybe pork not hearts wall pork
1: no 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 it wouldn't refill hearts it would refill uh, bars, I'm sorry, life bars. yeah life bars.
0: Like your, your life, your life
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think you mean your health sword. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be make way too much sense to call it a life saber.
0: Oh man, and Jordan, last point this game has some of those classic Castlevania gotchas that are oh so freaking annoying. Yeah. The,
1: Less of them that just like straight up kill you, but more of them that are just kind of annoying.
0: Oh, don't worry. Some of them will drop you onto spikes where you will bounce back and forth three or four times and instantly die.
1: Yeah. Um, so what Dan's referring to is it, in the mansions, there are several platforms that look like a platform that I could walk across this. But jokes on you, it's an invisible or it's not invisible. It, it's, it is visible, but it has no substance. So you walk onto it and you fall through and now you're. It's a phantom. Yeah, you're on whatever was below you. Sometimes that's just another platform and you have to backtrack and go back up and try to jump over the thing without having any clue of where it is other than just trying to remember from
0: last time. You know what sounds like a fun mechanic, Jordan? Let's put an invisible block or a block that you can fall through right before you find the part that you need of Dracula in this mansion and then to go back and platform through the entire mansion all over again to get the part.
1: Joke's on you for not using save states every time I you- I did <laughs> use save states, but I wasn't using them that often. I started to after the first couple of those.
0: Yeah, well, then then you learn that you, you want to have holy water equipped almost the whole time and you want to walk a block and throw holy water and walk a block and throw holy water and yeah. walk a block and throw holy water and walk a block and throw holy water and walk a block and throw holy water or an easier way sometimes- is Use that a that map a s- that
1: just shows you where the hidden blocks are.
0: Or the skeletons that pace back and forth will stop at invisible- or stop oh. the transparent. What are the? What are we calling these? The phantom blocks.
1: They are They're not invisible. They are invisible um, holes. The, the holes. Yeah, I guess they are um, blocks without substance, without matter. <laughs> they don't matter, Dan. They have no matter. <laughs> um, I did find out yeah. this week. I actually was f- f- completely. Uh, unrelated, although slightly related because the blocks don't have matter. I found out that the noun matter, like the thing that all of everything is made out of, and the verb like this matters, are related. Whereas, like you say, it doesn't matter because you're saying it has no substance. It has, yeah, and I was like, that's crazy. Fun fact. Language, fun fact. You guys
0: didn't realize this is an etymology podcast. Yeah. (laughs) But, anyways, on the, uh, the gotchas, there are a few screens where the enemy placement, like when you walk onto them, it's like, ha you walked into a skeleton as soon as you walked into this part of the world.
1: Yeah, like right, yeah, you. Yeah, there were a few of those, which <laughs> I I had trouble with because I had the leather whip for so long, where normally if you have the strong whip, you walk into a screen, ah, oh, bad guy, and you hit him once and they're gone. You walk in with a leather whip, ah, hit him four times, except for you don't have enough time to hit them four times, so they're gonna hit you and knock you back into the previous screen, which means that now when you go back, they have full health again, and so you have to like time it and jump yeah. over them real quick. Yeah. Uh, you want to make sure that you get the weapons as fast as you can. The upgrades yeah. as fast as you can.
0: If what if out of 10, how would you rate the difficulty of Castlevania 1? Uh 10. 10? I would call it probably an 8. Yeah. Um so if if Castlevania 1 is like an 8 to 10 in difficulty because of the weirdness of that game, the platforming yeah. and the knockback. The this game is probably an eight to ten for different reasons. Yeah, I would say if you have a guide, if you have <laughs> but, a guide, this game is a two or a three. It's yeah, a very yeah, easy game. It's much game. easier to play. The gotchas aren't as much of like the thing that makes the game hard. Yeah, but the the obtuseness is what makes it hard. But the gotchas are still a thing where it's like, oh, there's Castlevania. Yeah, I remember you. You like to put me in weird, awkward spots that I can't avoid damage.
1: Yeah, it'll Thanks. be interesting to see if that lessens as. We play more of the games and they, they
0: get more experience with not making horrible choices. <laughs> well, there were a couple of times when I died and I respawned and then there was like two enemies like in front of me and behind me and you get a few seconds of invulnerability when you respawn, but it was like, oh, this is a perfect situation that I can't get out of. Thank you for respawning me in this death hall again. Classic. Good old Castlevania. Uh, Jordan, that exhausts my list of uh, what this game doesn't do so well. So let's move on to the rest of our show.
1: Yeah, okay. So I own the Castlevania collection from Konami, which is phenomenal. Um, I yep. managed to pick it up for less than $5 because I had gold points. It was on sale. I think it's usually $20, which even at that yeah. price, it's a good price for the amount of games you get. But uh, in like the last three months, it's gone on sale twice now for $5. So yeah. if these are games you're interested in, I would say put them on your wish list. So I, I paid less than $5 with my gold points and the, the deal that was going on. In my opinion, of I, I went through and played all of the games on there. Not the Japanese versions. I just played the the North American versions. In my opinion, this is the second worst Castlevania <laughs> game. Uh, the only one that was worse was Castlevania uh, One. No, Castleva- <laughs> No, I liked that game. I like that game. The Castlevania Adventure, which was the first Game Boy game, because it's like really slow. Oh yeah, I don't have a problem with the gameplay, but it just it feels really slow. The second Game Boy game was was better. Even Kid Dracula was more fun than Castlevania yeah. 2. So um, since it's hard because I got such a good deal on it and there's so many better Castlevania games, for me, I think, like, I still did have fun with this. There's something weird about it where, like, I enjoyed it. I don't think I'll ever play it again, but I appreciated playing it um, just because I am growing uh, in my enjoyment of these. Like, I'm... There's something about this Castlevania series, like you say, that I, I'm interested in. I want to play mm-hmm. more of it. So I'm glad I played it. I don't know how I'd ever play it again. So I think like all of that combines to say like $2, my old $2. standby. Two dollars. My old standby. I, I'm i never going to play this game again. No, um, it does have some value.
0: All right. So if we were to travel back to the era when we started this podcast in 2018. Okay. And there was no Castlevania collection that you could get for... The, yeah for five bucks on the switch or 20 at full price yeah which 20 is worth it too on that collection um where are you at on castlevania 2 is it still a two dollar experience oh over like the nes cartridge if you're like if you're starting your nes collection yeah this isn't in. And, it. The, no
1: no this isn't in my collection
0: no so like i said i have no
1: just like go through and play there's so many good castlevania games that are actually fun and, like, you can actually just, like, play through, and, and you know what you're going to get, and it, it makes sense. And there's even ones that do what this game does, and they just do it better. Yeah. So, I I don't, like, other than for historical purposes, Yeah. I don't see the value of this game.
0: Okay. So, you're you're just for $2 experience. Like, $2, for...
1: I would pick it up because I'd feel bad leaving it on the shelf at $2. Yeah. <laughs> <and laughs> Yeah, I'm literally never gonna play it. It's only something to look at at oh, that point. Man. Like I could maybe use it as a coaster. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if I get enough copies of Castlevania 2, I could use them as
0: a doorstop. Glue them together. Use them as a doorstop. And there you go. That's a that's a good use. Yeah. Gut <laughs> uh, uh, for me is coming in at like eight or nine dollars. Okay. Um, you had a miserable time with I him. didn't have a miserable time. I said you, there's
1: something about this. I can go back have and fun. read my Yeah, you you said that, but when I read I was my like, text messages from you, you didn't ever seem to be having fun when you were playing it.
0: Well, that's the well, all right. So I do have nostalgia for this game. So I was like excited to like hop back in and the music and it's like oh, you played man. this when you were a kid? Yeah. Oh. And I was like I didn't play very much of it when I was well, a Because yeah, you, you couldn't. couldn't figure it out, yeah. but you, know, was you like, didn't have a friend with a Nintendo Power subscription, obviously. <laughs> um, so I don't I don't know if nostalgia no, I don't think that's a nostalgic like price out of out of my mouth. Um I really do think eight or nine dollars. Part of me is like when I had difficulty with the first Castlevania, out of spite, I was like, I'm gonna learn to beat this game without dying because screw you, Castlevania. Yeah. In a similar vein, I'm like, oh, now that I know all of your tricks, Castlevania 2, (laughs) maybe I want to play you again to see what's up. So there's like, I don't know. I feel like I'm walking away from this experience without like, I'm glad that's over. hope I never do that again. See, you're more like, would I like to speed run this game? Maybe. You look at this game
1: and say, now I know all of your tricks. I look at this game and say, fine, keep all your secrets. Yeah, Like, I don't. I don't need that.
0: Yeah, I feel like after I have now ironed out all of the wrinkles of Castlevania II, that if I were to play it in the future, I would actually have a, a, a pretty good time with it. Because um, like I said, the gameplay is fun. When you get powered up, the game is fun to play. Yeah, uh, but that, that's the thing. you don't get is... tricked by all the stupid uh, invisible plat- holes where you can fall through, Like the game is fun. The thing that's
1: fun about it that takes you a couple hours to get to is the thing that the other games do immediately off the bat. So I don't understand. Maybe. I don't know. What do you mean? Maybe the thing you had fun with was getting a cool weapon and killing a bunch of bad guys. That's literally the (laughs) first screen of all these other Castlevania games. The
0: soundtrack though,
1: Jordan. Yeah. They also have great soundtracks It's part of the, (laughs) it's part of the franchise. They keep using the same awesome songs. (laughs) Whatever, man. No, I'm just. I'm at, I want you to think about it critically. i nine I want you to think about one. it critically. And nine dollars. That's ridiculous. All right, let's. All let's right, move on. So, what
0: do you think? Uh, what do you think this one's going for?
1: Well, the first one was selling for thirty dollars, thirty-one dollars, I think, is what Time. we said. Yeah, that okay. was a few months ago, so it's probably it's about sixty dollars now.
0: Probably, probably like eighty-five ish. Yeah. This game
1: is <laughs> significantly worse. Um, <laughs> So I'm going to (laughs) say this one goes for $15. You nailed it, Jordan. Yeah. You nailed it. I'm so glad to hear that the market lines up with the quality. Yeah. Because one is a better game. Three is a better game. Four is a better game. Bloodlines is a better game. The Game Boy game is a better game. The second (laughs) one. The Game Boy game. Not the first one. (laughs) Kid Dracula, which I don't even understand how that's a Castlevania game. It's a better game.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: In my opinion, which is subjective and I'm entitled to it. So whatever. (laughs)
0: $15. So so you said the the quality lines up with the price. That means you're calling it worth it. No,
1: I'm just saying (laughs) I wouldn't personally pay $30 for the first one either because I got it in a collection for $5. But I'm glad to see that the second one is worth half of what the first
0: one was going for. Now, what do you think the pale Tax is on this one, Jordan?
1: Oh, um. Oh, maybe this will be one of those rare occasions where it's not crazy much. I'm gonna say eighteen dollars,
0: thirty-two dollars for the pal version. I, just of this it. I one. almost, I almost just
1: said just double it. I should have. That's a that's a yeah, real bummer. I think it's an easy worthless for our pal friends.
0: Yeah. It's an easy worthless for our pal friends. It's easy it's, worthless it's for a, our North American it's a friends. It's slightly more difficult worthless for our North American friends. It's not. This is the thing. If
1: you want to play this game today and you're not a collector, which, man, I really hope you're not in 2021 <laughs> because just look at the prices these games are going for. Buy the digital version. You get a whole bunch of great games. Put it on your wish list. Wait till it comes on sale for $5. It might still be on sale. It probably won't be by the time this episode comes out. But put it on your wish list. Wait for it to drop to 5 bucks. There's no reason not to buy the collection for for five bucks at that point absolutely worthless oh whoa at that point absolutely (laughs) worth it let me say because you're getting a whole bunch of other great games like so I at $15 though there's no reason unless you're a collector at which
0: point you don't care what we say yeah right Um, and yeah, you gotta just play it with the guide so that you know what the crystals in the heart do. Yeah, it's and worth you playing. You can figure it out when, you can figure it out when you know what the items do. <laughs> you can figure it out when you have figured it out. It's easy. Well, you just, if the manual told you, like, blue crystal lets you see below lakes, that's be great, but... Red crystal summons the elements or something. That still wouldn't help you because you would
1: have no idea that a tornado was supposed to come and carry you somewhere. The red crystal
0: helps you jump off. Listen to walls. Climb cliffs or something. Okay, all right. Well, then you would have been pressing up. Yeah. Well, you probably should have pushed up anyways. Yeah.
1: But Anyway, we've done it. We've beaten Castlevania 2 to death. We did
0: it. We did it. Castlevania 3... We got our sights on you. Sometime, someday, someday, we're gonna tell you about your game. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, I've I've, I've mean, played it like a few times. I don't know a lot about Castlevania three, so that one will be a, a lot of fun to to sort of explore for the first time. But yeah, I mean, I had a great
1: time with just a little bit I played of all of the other games on the collection. Yeah. So I'm always down for more Castlevania. All right, all right, all right. We are gonna. Uh, move on I think
0: yeah we are trivia
1: trivia so we kind of already blew up one of our trivia questions but I I thought that might happen so I did come up with a second one Dan in the final cutscene, Dracula's grave states the dates 1431 to 1476 yes what do these dates refer to there's dates on there do you have any idea you're giving me a quizzical look not initially okay Here's some multiple choices to give you some options. All right. Are they just totally random dates that don't mean anything? That's option A. Option B, are they the dates of the start and end of the Transylvanian Civil War? Option C, is it the dates of Bram Stoker's birth and death? Or D, is it the dates of Vlad the Impaler's birth and death?
0: Okay, well... The book Dracula was written in the 1800s. Ooh, so there you it, go. All it's right. not <laughs> Bram Stoker. <laughs> can mark that one
1: off. Down to three. You got a 33.333 repeating chance.
0: Um, I want to say that they they don't mean nothing um, because... Yeah, this game would definitely never put in anything in the game that
1: doesn't mean nothing. <laughs> All Every right. single bit of text
0: in this game has a meaning and a purpose behind it. Fair enough. They don't mean anything. That's your guess? I'm trying to read your eyes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta lock it in. This is, I'm Regis Philbin, and this is Millionaire. What are you, are you
0: locking in your final answer? <sighs> um... I don't know what the Transylvanian Civil War is, if that's an actual thing. Wow, you didn't learn about that in history class? I might have, but I don't remember my 1400s history right about now, so (laughs) can't necessarily... That sounds made up. Vlad the Impaler, I don't even... I I feel like I know that name, but I don't... Isn't... Was Vlad the Impaler uh, part of the inspiration for Dracula?
1: He was, yeah. He was. He was who, well, this is the thing. Uh, pretty much everybody thinks that Dracula was based on Vlad the Impaler. Okay. Although when they've gone through Bram Stoker's notes, he took very detailed notes. He wrote like... Uh, books and books full of notes before he even started writing Dracula. Okay. And they've gone through all of his notes and there's nothing in there about Vlad the Impaler. And they also think that one of the women in the book was based on a specific person and she's not mentioned in the notes. Um, so it's still a common theory that they think that, that Dracula was based on a real life person named Vlad the Impaler, but um, there's not a whole lot of evidence to back that up. Uh, that, that Bram Stoker actually got that idea from that historical person
0: well let's go with that one let's go with vlad the impaler
1: yes yes dan yes vlad the impaler's birth and death he didn't live for super long i guess 31 to 76 and uh that's why they put that on dracula's grave which is kind of funny because yeah um he was alive 100 years earlier like it tells us that in castlevania one and so Maybe it's just, he. maybe he's been dead for longer than he's been alive and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Typically vampires live a long time. That's sort of part of the lore. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, it was just a nice little throwback in there to Vlad the Impaler. Even I saw on some stuff they call Dracula Vlad. Yeah. Like when I was looking at a, a walkthrough, like the nail was called Vlad's nail.
0: Yeah. Well, so. I think it's his part. That's part of his name. I think his first name is Vlad or something. Vladimir Dracula. Uh, no, not that, but I think Dracula is, like, his last name. Or I like thought his, his first name was name. Count. No. The Count. No. Vladimir That's, Dracula. That's the guy from Sesame Street. Uh. Um, yeah, I did it. Jordan, we haven't said in a while, you can submit trivia for stickers, right? You
1: can, yes, which, it and this is where it helps to know what we're playing next. Our next game is actually going to be Metal Gear Solid. Metal, Metal Gear? You have some Metal Gear Solid trivia, don't send it to Dan. No. You're going to want to either DM me, Jordan, on Discord, or you're going to want to send it in a DM to our Instagram or Facebook. If you DM it to Twitter, Dan will see that. Oh,
0: that's that's true.
1: So don't send it to Twitter. You can send it to Facebook, Instagram, or me on Discord. Those are all places you can send it. Our Instagram and Facebook are at W I O W podcast.
0: Yeah. Uh, Metal Gear Solid. Jordan, this is a Metal game. Metal Gear Solid. This is another one of those one of those games. It's a Konami game. Um, it is a Konami game. You know, we we are in the throes of Jalami Part Two, Okami.
1: Yeah, no, um, we decided we weren't going to do a pun. This is just October. We happen to be playing Konami games. We actually did get um, cease and desist letters from <laughs> lawyers at TenGen and Data East saying why why not Data East December? Why not Tenjember? So, um, just something to think about Dan that, why would we get a cease and desist telling us because what to they're do? like you guys only care about Konami you've done two Konami months in a single year two Castlevania games so I'm just saying well that's not how cease and desists work I Dan, they sure. want us to cease and desist playing Konami games and instead that's not gonna
0: happen play some 10 gen and data East games Konami might be I might be I might be out on a limb here okay but hear me out I will. As far as the retro gaming market goes, and in my brain that means PS2, Xbox, GameCube, and before. Okay. Konami might be a top five developer.
1: How you set this up like you were about to make some big, well, I'm just saying like controversial statement, and then you give them top five.
0: Yeah, that might be controversial to some
1: people. I highly doubt that's controversial.
0: It could be, and especially since people don't like Konami nowadays. That's why that's fine. I fine. you can have, have a problem with Konami nowadays. But um, you, wow, okay. Yeah, they might be top five retro game developers. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, Jordan, where are we going next? Um, like bounty? bounty? Oh, yeah. Bounty. bounty. We have a bounty winner
1: from last month. What were we giving away, Dan?
0: Turtles in Time for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Weird. Another Konami game. Weird. Huh. The, the only maybe, desert island game you need.
1: Maybe if Data East and uh, TenGen sent us some games to give away, we'd cover more of their games. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, we have a winner. We drew a winner.
1: And our winner of the Turtles in Time Super <laughs> Nintendo. We have a winner. Super Nintendo. We drew a winner.
0: And our winner is. <laughs> Here they are.
1: And this is their name. Uh, you are It was somebody who person. entered the bounty. Yes.
0: Uh, they entered the bounty last month for the copy of Turtles in Time for the yeah. Super Nintendo Entertainment System.
1: They did. And that person is, is they a were real,
0: real <laughs> live human being
1: who lives and breathes. And their that, name. Is, that
0: is somebody who, who, Jordan, took part in our retro gaming roundtable.
1: Okay, that narrows it down significantly.
0: Significantly. To it one was of TH
1: Spurs t- fan. I don't yeah. want to <laughs> do that to Shanks. I don't want Shanks to like, be getting his hopes up. Well, Shanks has won.
0: Shout out to Shanks, who's Shout won several Shanks bounties and participated in our yes, Our, 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 our round table and is one of the most active people on Discord. We love you, Shanks. Yeah. Uh, but TH Spurs fan, also, he, he's on Discord. He's what on a guy. our round table. He likes games that I've never heard of most of the time. That's true. We did. So the
1: bounty <laughs> required you to send us your top five Super Nintendo Desert Island games, and I have heard of one of these games (laughs) he he, 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 number one on his list front mission front mission i'm assuming you go on a mission
0: i think it's something about mechs in the front i don't know
1: it does say squaresoft's tactical mecha with tons of customization and strategy (laughs) yep so it sounds cool super ghosts and goblins i had this one on super nintendo got it at a garage sale yeah. Um had a good time with it, so I that's a good one. I don't know. Yeah, that's it's a very hard game, so maybe a Those, good one Yeah, for that franchise
0: around. pretty notoriously. Trials hard. of
1: mana, aka Seiken Densetsu three. Uh I think you made that one up. TH Spurs fan.
0: Is that in the secret of mana franchise? Is the is the is there a mana franchise? I mean we do we are big RPG guys Yeah, you have here, to tap so... your
1: mana or else you can't attack Isn't in that Magic the Gathering? Magic the Gathering, yeah. Um <laughs> Number four, Terranigma. their enigma that's a thing Uh, i'm guessing there's a scary enigma or it takes place on earth it's an earth enigma it's one of those two and number five (laughs) you
0: just you're making
1: these up hagane the final conflict hey hagan hagan Hagani.
0: and this is what i appreciate about ta spurs fan Because, like, a lot of people's lists were, like, they have the classics, you know, your Super Mario Worlds, your Legend of Zeldas, et cetera. The games that...
1: (laughs) 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 I can't think of any other... Super
0: Metroids. Like, a lot of people have these big Nintendo, like, first-party games or, like, Final Fantasy 3. Like, the games that... Everybody, you know, who plays retro yeah, games and has th- basically heard it. And TH Spurs fan went out there on
1: a limb. He made up some of his own games, and he's bringing <laughs> imaginary ones, which takes no, a lot of time.
0: I appreciate the depth of, like, I haven't heard of that. I haven't heard of that. I haven't heard of it. Like, there are great games out there that I have no idea what they are. And TH Spurs fan seems to be a consistent source of a part of gaming that I'm just not familiar with. And that's what I enjoy about TH Spurs fan. That's most most things for me. <laughs> If you couldn't tell from listening to this podcast. What is a Castlevania? Well, it is is a hallway that Dracula lives behind.
1: Yes. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for entering. This month, we got another thing. If you're like, I wanted to win that. Well, don't worry. We're giving away something else this month. Every month, we're giving away something. So if you're listening in the future, go listen to the newest
0: episode and see what we're giving away. This This month. This month, in honor of Okami and Metal Gear Solid. Goodness. Uh, Shout out to Mateus, who's mad because Okami is actually a Capcom game, so it it, it extra doesn't fit. Yeah, it really, it really really doesn't work. So we're I not. I like it. I'm a gonna, big. I'm a big fan we're of. we gonna of stop Okami. saying Okami. Okay. We'll see what we come up with in November. I don't have a plan, but maybe I can come up with something to connect the game when we do. Our, anyway, we're we, giving away. In November, we do our top ten Desert Island Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles stop, games. That's not happening.
1: <laughs> don't say things that aren't real, because then people expect us to do them.
0: Uh, that would be a hilarious episode, there's I think. Only, to do a, there's ten, our top 10 no. Desert Island <laughs> Teenage <laughs> Ninja Turtles games.
1: No, it wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't. Where do I submit my two weeks?
0: <laughs> if
1: I submit my two weeks, you get one last episode. <laughs> 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 and you can make me do that one, so no. I won't even give you two weeks.
0: Uh, So, the, in a, I don't know about Kami. <laughs> We're doing Metal Gear. We're doing... Uh, so... We are giving away some Metal Gear swag. We got some. We got we got a couple Metal Gear pins. That's what MGS stands for. Metal Gear swag. Metal Gear swag. <laughs> Metal, Gear swag. <laughs> Metal Gear swag. We got a water bottle and some pins from Fan Gamer. So uh, it's it's cool Metal Gear stuff. And we want to know what your favorite Goofy mechanic is. In a video game, or like maybe when you say goofy mechanic, are you talking about specifically stuff from Kingdom Hearts? (laughs) Stop,
1: maybe you never know. Could it be a Donald Duck mechanic? I have no,
0: only goofy. I have no idea about Kingdom Hearts things either, even though I'm a big fan of RPGs. I've, um, anyway, so in Metal Gear Solid, (laughs) um, you can do things like. Climb in cardboard boxes and hide from enemies and like mess with the AI and do like a bunch of fun stuff that's like there's there's a lot of quirkiness to Metal Gear Solid where it's like I wonder if I can do this weird thing with this item and there's a good chance that maybe you can. Um, yeah
1: it's sort of a thing especially modern games think about know, like Breath of the Wild it's got all sorts of wacky stuff you can do yeah so what's your favorite goofy mechanic yeah, so in a video game in
0: honor of Metal Gear like being weird like tell us about your favorite weird thing in a video game and if you want to win some Metal Gear swag from Fangamer
1: awesome all you have to do to enter is send us a direct message on uh, Twitter Instagram or Facebook you can find us at WIOW Podcast you can also message Dan or myself on Discord and enter that way um, you can always earn bonus entries by participating in our conversation on Discord. You have to submit an actual entry to earn those bonus entries, though. You can also send us an email if that's more your thing. You can what? Send us an what email. The email?
0: The email? Where, do they,
1: where do they send those? <laughs> Worth it or worthless. podcast at gmail.com. Do not send them to strongbad at homestarrunner.com <laughs> or he will be very
0: confused. <sighs> Uh, and uh, as always, the the rules, if you want them in writing because we've been rambling for 10 minutes about this, sure uh, have are in the podcast description. So uh, Jordan, something we don't, uh, this ends at the end of October, the last day of October. The bounties have a hard cut off on the last day of the month. Yeah, Dan, Dan's um, really that's locking down. It's in the rules now. It's in the rules in, in writing. We used to we be a little more flexible. Yeah, there's no flexibility um, with that anymore. Can't so. can't
1: have any flexibility. No fun, no flexibility. Yeah. If you break the rules, you get the tools. Nope. There's you just don't get a, entered. You don't
0: get entered. Don't get entered. Okay. Uh, Jordan, another thing that we're doing. We're doing yeah. Extra Life. This It's, it's almost Extra it's Life back day.
1: Here it is again. For the kids. It's for the kids. Listen for the kids. Listen, I'll have a I'll have a sore butt and sore kidneys for the kids.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, because we're gonna be gaming on November thirteenth, twenty twenty one, from nine AM to nine PM at twitch.tv slash worth it or worthless and we're gonna be raising money for a local children's hospital.
1: Yeah, we Sorry. did we did this last year. We raised a, a, a good amount of money. Yeah. I don't remember how much it was. It was, it was enough. A little a over a thousand dollars last year. That's like um, think about a dollar and then picture a thousand times and that's how much money is we raised.
0: Yeah, so we're trying to we're trying to to game for the kids. Um so that'll be in about a month right after this episode comes out. I think this episode's coming out on what, October twelfth? or something. Yes, it's a Um, good time. Yes, the 12th. You guys come to the
1: chat. uh, Encourage us. You can um, bribe us with... with You say, I'll do a cash donation if you guys... And then you can... Like, do a no-death turbo-tunnel
0: run on
1: Battletoads. No, please don't do that. Like, for example, we were playing NFL Blitz, and one of my brothers came on and said that they would donate if I punted the ball on first down.
0: We were not playing NFL Blitz. What were we playing? We Tecmo Bowl. Well,
1: we will be playing NFL Blitz this year. We were playing Tecmo Bowl. Same concept. I had to punt on first down. And guys, we got money for the kids, so it was worth it. And I still beat Dan, so it didn't matter.
0: If you guys want to see how I really feel about playing games with Jordan, Tune into the Extra Life stream.
1: Yeah, because we'll be in the same room this year.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be probably highly triggered to against my friend from NFL Blitz, which is one of the only games that I've ever quit in the history of the podcast. Well, we can go
1: and <laughs> we'll, we'll make sure to schedule something right after it where you destroy me. So Every, any other, every other game. I can, I'm having trouble thinking of one, but we'll find something. He's <laughs> super, got to be good at Mario something. Super Mario Kart. Yeah. A- NHL hits.
0: Get up, get up, get up, drop the bombshell.
1: I <laughs> can't play that one because
0: we get flagged for copyright. With we'll the... just turn the music down. Good point. Okay. Turn the music down in, in the beautiful options menu. Uh, Jordan, we're also doing a Metal Gear Solid boss fight book club thing experiment. That's coming up soon. Um, if you want to join a roundtable discussion about Metal Gear Solid, um, probably sometime in November, I think. I don't yes. know exactly when. Um after we play the game, we're going to read a book and discuss about the, the, um, the, the finer points of Metal Gear Solid.
1: Yeah, we're um, not really sure. It's our first time doing it. It'll be like a book club if you've ever been a part
0: of. It, if you haven't, this is a great chance to try something new. Yeah, the the other. So I've read the Spelunky boss fight book, and I've read part of the Mario Three boss fight book, and they get into like the <laughs> details of like the behind the scenes and development. And uh, so I don't know if that's the nature of this one, um, but generally they are like about interesting things about the game. So if you want to join us for that, uh, be on We'll probably say something somewhere about it, or join us on Discord, or send us a DM and ask us a question. Details are fuzzy, but it's coming soon. So read the the Metal Gear Solid boss fight book if you're interested. Yes, in the yes, (laughs) yes in the yes. Um, Jordan, I think that that I think we did it. I think so. I think we did it. I think somehow this episode, this this brief game that should only be (laughs) a few hours long, turned into one of our longest podcast episodes. I don't know what's happening. We did it. Send help. Uh, you got anything else before we close this no. out with our music segment
1: no tune in in two weeks for uh metal gear solid i'm excited i've never played it yeah. i hope i don't hate it there's a lot riding on this
0: <laughs> speaking of tune in jordan tune in with chewy wrote our music Ooh, look at that segue i didn't even mean to <laughs> oops this is, this is why we're a great team yeah Jordan Samus and Chill came out recently. Okay, I um, was about to
1: say you're gonna play a Metroid song on a Castlevania episode, but then I realized that actually makes a lot of
0: sense. That, well, it, well, it does. It does. But as I was like exploring my options for Castlevania music, I was like, I don't know. I don't want to do EDM. There's just not very like, much good music from I'm not, Castlevania. It's not it's not just, that.
1: The series isn't known for its soundtracks. It's not.
0: It's not that, Jordan.
1: Metroid and Chill just came out and it works because Metroid Dread came out last week. When now, when you're listening to this, probably
0: is Metroid Dread good? People like that.
1: I haven't played it, but I've uh, seen (laughs) lots of uh, hyperbolic headlines like the greatest Metroid game ever made and stuff like that. So, I might have to play it. I'm not like
0: champing at the bit to play it. Yeah, but
1: me neither. I put, I mean, just because I don't love paying full retail price for anything, <laughs> um, but I have a birthday coming up, so I think I'm just gonna put it on my
0: birthday list. Yeah, I'll get to it eventually, probably, but don't know when. Anyways, Samus and Chill, Tuna Machui, Lower Brinstar. I hope you guys enjoy it, and we will see you in two weeks for our second Okami episode. That's not what we're calling it. Bye, bye.